0: I, mean, I think we can get so caught up in our, our box here in America mm-hmm. um, that we forget that there's so many different ways of living, so many different cultures out there, um, you know, different religions out there, um, music and whatnot. Like, it's, it's insane how vast and how diverse this world actually is when it just comes to human beings going out and just kind of understanding how different um, people can be. It's just going to open up. Um, Open up the road of your mind in a sense, and it's weird because you're gonna find out how different they are, but also how similar they are at the same time. I guarantee you, when they stub their toe, they're gonna be in the same amount of pain as me. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, yo, a, what's up, subtype man, I stubbed my toe the other day too. You know, what I'm saying you feel the same pain as me, don't you? Right? But he gonna speak in Thailand, then he gonna speak in Thai like, mm, that's the difference right there. I don't know what you're saying, but we both <laughs> have the same pain, the same pain. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you know, um, I, I think it he really helps you be a little bit more human in a sense.
1: hello welcome to young gifted and abroad perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color my name is danielle and i'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today i have my friend ralph as the guest ralph and i were students at michigan state university around the same time but we didn't get to have an actual conversation until recently uh, when i interviewed him for this podcast and so at the time i knew ralph to be the poetry guy Um, He was very much into slam poetry, spoken word, that type of thing, and was also really active with the black events that would happen on campus. Uh, What I didn't know was that Ralph was actually an engineering student, so he studied applied engineering and then worked in sales engineering for a number of years. And then he decided he wanted to switch things up and go back to school. So currently Ralph is pursuing his MBA at the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. And Kelly has this program where MBA students can sign up to be put into groups and work on a consulting project for a small business either in Latin America, Africa or Asia. And so Ralph really wanted to go to Thailand and he put that down as his first choice and he got his first choice so in March of this year he and a group of fellow MBA students went to Chiang Mai, Thailand uh, to help with the local business there to help uh, that particular business meet more of its goals and so he spent some time telling me about what they were doing there, um, exactly what they set out to do and how they tried to um, achieve that and so that was the first week of when he was in Thailand and then the second week, was um, basically just free and open for for them to explore. So in addition to Chiang Mai, Ralph also went to Bangkok and Phuket. So he told me about you know his travels and also you know his impressions of each city um, from his perspective. And it was just a really fun conversation. Ralph is a really nice guy, very pleasant to talk to, and uh, it's so interesting because he has this qualitative aspect of him as an artist but also this quantitative aspect of him being a person with an engineering and a business background so um, I hope you'll like it so without further ado sit back relax and enjoy my interview with my friend Ralph Paul. And also, congratulations to you and finishing your first year of business school. That must be really exciting. You must Definitely. be feeling really proud of yourself right now.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it was just, it's very exciting. Uh, just, I think it's more exciting knowing there's, there's one more year left rather than just being done Yeah. Um, with the first year. So, you yeah, know, it's a good feeling.
1: Mm, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so why don't we start with you introducing yourself, if you don't okay. mind.
0: Uh, sure. Not a problem. <laughs> Name's uh, Ralph Park, from uh, Inkster, Michigan, which is right outside the Detroit area. Went to Robichard High School and Summit Academy. I haven't mentioned those in a long time. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, went to Michigan State University for undergrad, where I studied applied engineering, uh, with a concentration in supply chain management. guess um, I spent a lot of time on, on campus as well, doing poetry, which I'm still big into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a huge passion of mine. And without it, I'd probably go crazy. Uh, so it maintains my sanity and equilibrium. Um, and anyways, after that I worked for about six years for a company called Schneider Electric as a project manager and a sales engineer, um, which a lot of people are not entirely sure what that is, but basically it's 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 selling complex um systems. It's like technical sales in a sense. Um, and then uh now I'm at um Indiana University and their Kelly School of Business, um, my concentration being marketing and uh, business analytics. Uh, so I guess it's where I'm currently at right now, I just finished up the first year.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, what was it that made you wanna go from engineering to uh, business school? You're getting your mm-hmm. MBA, right?
0: Correct, yeah, I'm getting so my what MBA.
1: Was, so what was it that uh, made you wanna kinda make that shift?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was really, I was enjoying what I was doing initially as a sales engineer. It was, it was good. It was challenging, but a lot of different um, hard skills and soft skills. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I guess I was kind of looking for a change on a, not only so I could shift industries um, or at least have the potential to shift industries, but also kind of wanted to get a career that's kind of looks at the business from a higher level. In a sense, I was kind of on the ground, you know, day to day, you know, making client calls and whatnot. I kind of wanted to Approach business from a higher level to where you know I could actually impact business on a large scale rather than a regional scale, if you will. Um, highly reliant on just the sales that I make, um, and I felt like even though this it's it's truly you can make that jump without getting your MBA. It kind of felt like going back to school and getting my MBA would really um, help bridge that gap. Um, uh, between maybe what I need some of the stuff I still need to learn, like some of the mm-hmm. business fundamentals that I may have picked up along the way as a sales engineer, but you know, not I didn't get the in depth, broad um, education on business in a sense. And I feel like this is a really good way to do that and also accelerate my career at the same time. You know, maybe you can get somewhere, you know, a little bit faster like in the MBA.
1: And do you feel like so far it's giving you what you were uh, what you feel you need to get in order to move?
0: Mm-hmm yeah oh uh, yeah yeah definitely for sure um i wasn't entirely sure what to expect initially to be honest with you um just you know there's only so much research you can do online before you experience it um but definitely uh, it's it's been a very uh, practical experience the knowledge that they give us is easy easily applicable to what we can see ourselves doing and they also mm-hmm. make it easy to connect kind of what you've done in the past to the um, academic material that they give us so and you can kind of see how you can kind of leverage that knowledge to whatever your next role is gonna be. So I already know like in my internship, that's gonna be in two weeks at 3M. Mm -hmm. Um, I can already see myself leveraging a lot of stuff I learned over the past year in that particular role, obviously along with what I've done when I was working, but there's gonna be a lot of stuff that I'm able to do now because of this past year that I may not have been able to do as easily otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's good, I'm glad that things are are working out for you and you're Mm -hmm. learning and and expanding and all that.
0: It's really great. Trying to.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you're still doing poetry. I I don't think, when I, I think you were a few years ahead of me at MSU, but I remember you being like that one guy who was at like all the Black events who did poetry. (laughs) And who had like a really, who had a really powerful voice. Like when you Mm -hmm. delivered your poetry, Mm -hmm. that's how I, that's who I knew you as on campus. So I'm, <laughs> glad, that you're, I'm glad that you're still doing poetry and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it mostly just like writing that you're mm-hmm. doing now? Or are you also performing as well like you used to?
0: Um, yeah, so it's been weird. The writing part has not been happening as often. Mm. Um, when I was at Michigan State, I was probably writing one, two poems a week maybe. Um, uh, now I feel like I've been writing one, two poems every like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that's happened ever since I graduated, it's kind of just gotten worse and worse. And I've been promising myself to really get back on the, on the, um, on the horse and start writing more. Uh, it's just, it's just kind to been tough. Um, I've been allowing life to take me away from it. And I've been trying to tell myself for the past few months, like, you know what, I, I got to make a shift performing. I have been doing that. Um, but I do find myself kind of performing pieces that I wrote a lot when I was in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. And a couple of pieces I wrote when I was in Charlotte, and then I've been like kind of saying those poems, and I've written some pieces, but I haven't memorized them. Yeah. And I hate reading off a piece of paper. Number one, my hands <laughs> and number two, I like engaging with the audience. It's very difficult to engage with a piece of paper in your hand. Yeah. Um. So the poems I do have finished, I just need to take the time out to to memorize them. But I would like to start writing more frequently, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's it's in you, like that's your mm-hmm. thing, that's your passion. So I'm sure it hasn't gone away, and <laughs> you're in grad school, so it's understandable you haven't been able to make mm-hmm. the time, yeah. uh, especially transitioning from like being a, from an undergrad student to like mm-hmm. having a career, and then going back to school, like it's, yeah. you've been up to a lot of things,
0: so. So a so lot of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm glad that it's still like important to you and you can make mm-hmm. time for it when you can, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really good.
0: Yeah, uh, well, thanks.
1: So yeah. I just had to ask about that because that was the one thing that I remembered most about you from that time. Oh, no,
0: that's completely fine. That's But I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people remember, you know, they might forget my name, but they know I'm that poet guy. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Um and I know uh I know we're supposed to be talking about Thailand and sure. we will get to that, but another I did part. have another question. Um mm-hmm. now that it's on my mind, how did you get into poetry in the first place?
0: Um it's interesting. Uh I, I feel okay, so back in the day, actually, I used to listen to Tupac a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he was my that was my dude, right? And you know, what I'm saying? if anybody talked bad about Pac, honestly, I, I felt offended like they were <laughs> talking about my dad or something like that. Yeah um and anyway, so i used to listen to his his stuff a lot and i feel like he he was like a poet anytime you listen you could strip away the music and just listen to his words and Mm -hmm. and it it would basically be a poem in my opinion and what was happening was i was like okay let me challenge myself and take one of his instrumentals and write to it and so i used to write raps to tupac beats Mm -hmm. and that's how i initially got into writing and i was like and then i used to go on download Fruity Loops and I used to make my own beats and then I would rap to the beats and whatnot. Um, And that's kind of how I got into writing. And I was like, yo, I want to be like Tupac. You know, I want to be able to impact people the way Tupac impacted me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's how the writing part happened. But then eventually there was actually this um, um, speech competition at Summit Academy High School where I went to for my senior year. And I I actually wrote a poem for it. And I performed that rather than just writing a speech. Mm -hmm. And actually, and I won the competition. And from there on out, I kind of like stopped writing to music, and I just kind of wrote without the music. Then I was the one with the Michigan State and joined the Black poet Society, um, mm-hmm. and then kind of the rest is history. After that, you know, you just started getting more and more involved in, in spoken word poetry and slam poetry, and learning from different people. And yeah, yeah again, the rest the rest is history. That's yeah, but, great.
1: I think yeah. it's so interesting how because I I don't think I knew until you started working at. Um, was it Snyder is, is what you said? Oh, yeah, Snyder think,
0: Electric, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't think I knew before then that you were an engineering mm-hmm. student.
0: Oh, gotcha. You.
1: you know, in the humanities or something. So oh, gotcha. It's an,
0: got it was, it's it was it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting that you have, um, like, this engineering, like, this technical more, like, uh, what's the word, like, quantitative background. And then mm-hmm. you also are, like, an artist at the same time. I think that's really interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I'm definitely, there's conflicts inside me. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, um, so as part of your, uh, your studies in business school, you recently went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, when was, was that in April, March? When was that?
0: Um, it was in March, early March, March 2nd to March 17th. I want to say.
1: Okay. Uh, how did that, come
0: about? Um, um, so yeah, when I was initially applying to the Kelly School of Business um, at, at Indiana, um, I, I, I already knew about the Globase thing that they did. That's what it's called. It's called Globase. And you do a consulting project um, for a company, small company um, in a different country. So mm. um, Indiana University had five different um, countries you could go to, uh, Indonesia, Guatemala, China, Ghana, and Thailand. And I've always wanted to go to Thailand. And so mm-hmm. I made Thailand my first option. Um, so yeah, so, um, when I came to the school, I already knew I wanted to do it. I just needed to get more details. Obviously got the details applied to Thailand and went out there and our, our client was a, um, a strong gym. actually, we we're kind of, there trying to help them out with their marketing and, and financing, um, strategies. It's definitely optional. You, okay. you don't have to do it. You could go ahead and enjoy your spring break. Um, if you want to, or you can take the opportunity to um, go abroad and I, Pick going abroad.
1: Was that your first time uh, traveling internationally, or had you been?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, uh, it was really kind of my first time. Um, I have been to Canada, which you know technically is uh, international, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> even though you don't. I don't really count it. Uh, but I've been to the Dominican Republic back in the day, and um, that was just a leisure vacation. But outside of that, not really. Um, so this is obviously the furthest I've been away from home. Um, and it felt the most foreign uh, from anything I've done. So so it's, it still felt new.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, in what ways did it feel foreign to you?
0: Man, um, man just the culture there was completely different than here. No, you, you, you bow. Mm-hmm. Uh when you're talking to somebody, so you you know, you kind of every everybody almost every interaction. But it got to the point where I feel like I was kind of overkilling it with my bowels. And so <laughs> there'd be certain times where I just would bow three times and the other person bowed once, and it was always awkward. <laughs> and there'd be some times where I bow and then the person looks at me and he waves. I'm like, So are we waving out? What are we doing? Um, mm-hmm. but anyways, no, it was just very different. The the food there is different, the cost of living is is ridiculously cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of uh, like exports, like, you know, if you wanted to get a, a bottle of Grey Goose, it's going to cost the same, if not more than it would cost in America. Mm-hmm. But their actual stuff that is, is manufactured and created in Thailand is usually really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, And obviously there's language. So a lot of places we went to um, get a decent amount of tourists. So there's going to be a lot of them, uh, a lot of people from Thailand that are, know how to speak English. Um, So it's not like it was impossible to communicate with anybody, but... Um, if The further you went into like more of the outside of the popular areas the less and less English you started hearing um, So we had a translator with us at one point We went to this one restaurant because the menu didn't have any English on it mm-hmm. and they had to uh, Tell us what was on it and ask us what we wanted. Um, that, that happened like once or twice. But yeah, it's just a completely different feel um, uh, Than here in America. Now don't get me wrong. There's a city called Phuket that's in Thailand mm-hmm. and Phuket is completely different than Chiang Mai, which is where I was initially. Chiang Mai is a little bit more conservative. You go to Phuket, it's wild. It's like their version of Miami. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this is Miami in Thailand." Um, it was absolutely crazy. They had the beach and all that. They had some islands. It's beautiful there. Um, same thing in terms of cost of living, just way more tourism and mm-hmm. way more partying. Like it was the nightlife there was crazy. It was like um uh i don't know it's it, it was so many lights like it was a uh, word of a sensory overload it was it was mm-hmm. crazy um but yeah it's still at the same time very very different um and it, you you know you're in a different country when you're there you don't even have to think about it
1: um so it was it was chiang mai and uh, uh phuket, phuket? Yeah, phuket?
0: So chiang, chiang mai phuket and uh, bangkok
1: bangkok okay um,
0: which of those three in bangkok's probably the most popular one of the of the three Right. Um, but those are the three main cities that people typically go to when they go to Thailand.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. nice. And so how did you feel like leading up to it?
0: Uh... Yeah, no, it was It was <laughs> interesting because I didn't really know what to expect, right? Yeah. I mean, you can go on YouTube and look up videos in Thailand and try to get an idea of what it's gonna look like there. Um, but You just really know, I mean, think about like, if you go to, uh, I don't know, if I was to go to North Dakota, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know what to expect until I got there, even though that's in the United States. Um, there's going to be people there that have lived in North Dakota their entire life. It might be completely different than Detroit, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. different than Inkster, or you can go to um, D.C. and it's way different than Chicago, maybe, or you can go to uh, El Paso, Texas, and it's going to be different than Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio, right? So we got all these different Differences that you can get here in the United States. So you can only imagine my mindset going to a completely different country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like it was, it was scary and uh, exciting at the same same time, um, knowing that you were gonna, knowing that I was gonna experience something that there's no way you could predict how it's gonna go down. But the people that were really nice, um, and yeah, I would definitely go back 100 just to kind of do more exploration on a less business focused. Um, Connotation, if you will.
1: So you went with a group of other MBA students.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. So twenty-five of us went to Thailand. So mm-hmm. we went. We went there in teams of five, um, and there was five different, um, you know, businesses that uh, we all um, were basically dispersed out to. And we had been working on the project at the beginning of January for seven weeks, um, you know, in the United States, and then we implemented our plan once we got there.
1: Okay, so were you, and I'm sorry, could you say again what the business was that you were helping with when Uh, you got there?
0: Not a problem. It was a strongman gym, so it was owned by an American man and Mm -hmm. a Thai woman, Um, and they basically, they train, the strongman training, you know, you'll see some of those um, Atlas rocks or whatever they're called, Um, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot, especially all free weight for the most part. Okay. Um, and they trade people that are either competing in strongman competitions or just training people that want to get fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pretty much uh, what they did. However, they're, they've only been around for about a year from the time we started working on the, the consulting project for them. And mm-hmm. the goal was to try to help them find a way to increase membership and also a better way to try to manage their finances, which they were pretty much writing on a paper ledger. For the past mm. year, wow. um, so one thing we did was create a financial tool that they could use um, to actually input it electronically. Okay. Um, so yeah, those like some of uh, the um, details with the company.
1: Okay, and they were based where in Thailand were? were um, they based?
0: that yeah, that was in Chiang Mai. Okay. Um, so the 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 woman there was actually, I believe, from she might have been from Chiang Mai, either Chiang Mai or Bangkok. I know she has family in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. Um, And the man, he was actually from America and he was going, he was in Thailand to teach, to like teach English to um, uh, to some of the the Thai people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, They ended up loving the place, started learning Thai, and um, then he met um, Ice, what's her name? He met her and they, uh, or they it a lot longer, but we called her Ice. Nobody can pronounce <laughs> her name. It's not possible. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely not possible. Don't even try. You'll embarrass yourself. Um, I know I would embarrass myself. Hmm. Uh, and so um, they met and then they started the Strongman Gym. They're both really big into fitness. And um, uh, the students that kind of lead the program here, they reached out to them and said, hey, would you be interested in us sending some students out there to do a consulting project for you? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, so it's the it's the students who find these um, mm-hmm. these businesses to collaborate with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting okay. enough, uh, the program, the Globe based program, this was the 10th year of its mm-hmm. um, uh, existence at, at the Kelly School of Business. And um, so it started 10 years ago by a group of students actually that wanted to create a program that sent students abroad uh, that to work on different projects just to give us some international business experience. Um, and that's kind of how the program uh, started and Mm -hmm. it got popular and it's still going strong.
1: So you started in January, Mm -hmm. uh, before you left, was that time spent just like learning about that business and trying to decide what it was you were going to present to them?
0: So, so yeah, so it started in January. They gave us their uh, business problem that they were dealing with, Mm -hmm. um, which was again, trying to find a way to increase the amount of, um, uh, uh, clients to their gym. Um, That was how it initially started off and eventually kind of um, uh, evolved into, hey, we need to find a way to track our financing. We realized that when we started asking them questions about um, their cost and their revenue um, strategy and they were kind of struggling getting all that information to us. And we started thinking like, why is this, what's with this um, inefficiencies and getting us the information Mm -hmm. we need to help them out. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when we realized, wow, they need a, a financial tracking tool. And then that's when we decided to add that to the project um, but yeah, those first seven weeks were spent doing research in Thailand, doing research in, um, all the different, uh, fitness type businesses out there in Thailand, whether it's strongman, whether it's your standard gyms, whether it's yoga, um, it could have been, um, a CrossFit, which is getting pretty big out there. Apparently, mm. uh, yoga's big out there. Right. And so we're thinking like, okay, what are all these different programs are potentially taking business away from them. Right. And what can we do to try to counteract that? Do you have to add? yoga programs to your business? Um, Do you have to add CrossFit maybe to try to attract some of these um, clients that are really big into these two ways of of working out? Um, And this was coming to some of the strategies we had to come up with during those seven weeks while we were here in the United States. Um, And while we were here, um, one of our um, teammates who was a a finance major, he's the one that really helped kind of craft the tool. And once we got to um, Thailand, we kind of told them about all the research that we did and um, we helped them learn how to use the tool. But while we were there, we also because we kind of came up with a template for the financial tool. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, we kind of tried to find a way to tailor the tool more to how they wanted it. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah, so it really worked out um, in their own words. He said, this is like magic, basically. <laughs> um, uh, so oh, no, wizardry is what he called it. He called wizardry. it wizardry. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it looks like they were pretty, pretty satisfied with what we came up with. Um, there's a coffee shop right next to them, too. And uh, one thing that I personally brought up was the fact that in terms of trying to, they don't have a lot of space to do community events and social events. So I recommended them kind of collaborating with the coffee shop next door to try to not only create a more of a sense of community, which they were kind of lacking. People kind of came and worked out, but they've always wanted to add a social aspect to it. So say, like, hey, let's collaborate with this coffee industry. And not only can you create that community that you so desire, but you could also potentially attract new clients,
1: right?
0: Um, so you know, it's just certain things like that that we're doing to try to really help their business out.
1: Nice. Um,
0: so yeah, nice. it was a lot of fun though, challenging but fun.
1: And so, like on the on your team, how was it structured? Like, was anyone welcome to like uh, present their own ideas? Like you just mentioned the mm-hmm. idea about collaborating with the cafe. Were mm-hmm. you were you free to just bring that up, or was there like a kind of like a hierarchy or some sort of structure? within your team
0: uh yeah no it's really within the team it's really like if you got an idea just, just spit it out and um you know if everybody on the team kind of agrees with it you know we'll move forward with it if not it's kind of going back to the drawing board um but yeah there was really no hierarchy everybody was pretty much uh, equal in a sense. we had a team captain um mm-hmm. uh you know but you know even even she was like still like you know a teammate a, a, a peer with us she just kind of like um uh, took the lead on like communicating with the client and stuff like that and yeah. keeping, keeping us on track um so yeah yeah but if you had an idea like that idea in general i just kind of like just suggested it to them um and uh yeah it was pretty free-flowing um uh to be able to uh, give your ideas and sometimes it stuck sometimes it didn't it's yeah. just kind of how how it worked that's how team's work uh so so yeah yeah it was it was good though it was, it's, it's a good opportunity to really Learn how to operate um, well in teams. And Obviously, we had our conflicts and whatnot, but that's just always going to happen. It's hard to avoid that. Um, yeah, it's part of part of being human, I guess, and, and mm-hmm. egos clash, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was it was good experience overall. In in hindsight, I'm glad yeah. I did it. Yeah.
1: Okay. And was the gym, it sounds like the gym you're working with was pretty receptive to Mm -hmm. uh, what you all were offering. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know you said it was a husband and wife team and the husband was American. You said,
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if they're married now, but they, uh, they're definitely dating. And we we have been trying to find that out the entire time. We're like, are they dating? We don't know. We're not sure. (laughs) You know, it was, it was crazy. It's like, I don't know why we wouldn't just ask, you know what I mean? But, um, Mm -hmm. So we were just always speculating, like, "Oh my God, I think they're dating. I think they're boyfriend girlfriend. I'm not sure." But then we went there, and while we were in the gym, um, because they had a little back office that they put us in where we could do our work, mm. and we saw them walking, holding hands. And we're like, "Oh, okay, okay, they're definitely dating because this doesn't seem like a business thing. People shake hands, they don't hold hands." And and it was at that moment where we knew, okay, yeah, they're definitely dating, but they're not yeah. married though. They're they're okay. they are they are boyfriend and girlfriend, if you will.
1: Yeah, because I was wondering, like, because you were, um, you know, you were doing this in Thailand, you were acting as consultants in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering if maybe there, in terms of, like, business styles between, like, Thai way of doing business or American way of doing business, if that came to play, especially Mm -hmm. since you're having, like, a – looks like the the owners you were working with were both Thai and American. So I'm wondering if there was any sort of, like – Clash in terms of business. Ah, interesting.
0: There. Okay, okay. So they did have a certain clash. Now, at the end of the day, there's as as much differences as there are in terms of the culture. Mm-hmm. And the business seemed very, very similar to how it would even operate here in America. Um, but they, those two individuals did have kind of competing ideologies. The the American um, actually he wanted to kind of like create a sense this whole community aspect of it. Um, he was almost like this saint that wanted to go there and get people healthy. He didn't care as much about the money, really. He's mm. like, you I just want to get people fit. This is what I'm passionate about." And his girlfriend uh, Ice was like, "I want to make money, <laughs> right?" And so, <laughs> so you know, I mean, I I, I got to wear for her ideology somewhat trumped his um, because you know our project was really all about helping them track all of their data and all Mm -hmm. their different costs and expenses so they can make data-driven decisions. Um, So I've got weird feeling she's winning that battle. Um, (laughs) uh, But maybe his ideologies was really making the gym popular, if you will, in a sense. Um, And she's just got a, she's the the hammer. That's like, yo, mm -mm, where's the money at?
2: Right. Uh,
0: (laughs) So that seems to be the difference in between those two, but they are, they are a business and they, they do want to make money um, Mm -hmm. in general. But yeah, just business in Thai is in Thailand is they they don't play, man. Like they work, they work. Like they will be out there. Like there's a lot of side um, stores and side like little um, uh, uh, street food and whatnot. And like mm-hmm. they'll be out there from sun sunrise to sunset. It's insane. I don't even know if they have a life out there. Um, but it's, it was definitely uh, it's interesting seeing how the, how it works and whatnot yeah. in terms of working dynamics. Yeah
1: okay interesting mm-hmm. interesting and so like you were there for two weeks mm-hmm. what was like your day-to-day like would you just go and go into that the back office that they had at the gym and spend your days mm-hmm. there like what was your day-to-day doing this work that you were doing while gotcha. you were in thailand
0: that seemed to be a big part of the um of the of at the, the, that first week mm-hmm. um, a lot of it was spent with the client um and you know me i'm like that social guy that likes good vibes mm-hmm. so what i was really doing um sometimes i could just see the look on especially american's face when things got a little bit too businessy mm-hmm. and you could just see him he would try to like say stuff to like make us not seem as serious and i could feel it mm-hmm. and so i would usually come in and ask him questions about his experiences in thailand and you know make it a little bit more casual in a sense and coming from a sales engineering background you kind of understand the importance of, of building a rapport as opposed to just jumping straight into business, um, yeah. you know, when I was a sales engineer, sometimes I go in and I wouldn't even ask for an order. I just go in and just check up on them, ask about their family and stuff like that, um, to really build that rapport, get them to trust you and, um, from a human level, um, to start getting their business uh, in the long run. And that's kind of what I was trying to implement when I was there in Thailand as well. I wanted to like make that bond with them. Um, right. uh, so yeah, but that's but in terms of like day to day, yeah, we would go there, go in the back and crunch numbers and they had all this stuff on paper and we transferred over a it was over a 1000 lines of of data to, to the computer in an mm. excel spreadsheet so we spent a lot of time doing that um as well um and trying to tailor that financial tool we had to them as well uh um and then also sometimes we went out to eat with them again you know just trying to create rapport um and that's kind of how that first week was and In the second week, um, if you were about to ask this, the second week was just strictly exploration after the consulting project was done.
1: Okay. And so that's when you went to Bangkok and Phuket Phuket, during the second week. Okay. Yep,
0: the second week I was spent there in those two cities.
1: Nice. I like that you shared about uh, the importance of building rapport, um, especially as some, I guess it's from the outside maybe, Mm -hmm. it's easy to think of business as something that's very like cold and yeah. just about the money and whatever, right. whatever the sales goals are, or whatever. Sure. Um, it's nice that, uh, as you mentioned, the value of like building rapport, building mm-hmm. relationships, um, instead of just like jumping right into whatever the, your target is, yeah. trying to build that, um, that human relationship first before mm-hmm. proceeding on with, you know, what it is that y'all are trying to do. Right. Um, right. yeah. So that's really good. um, they said it was like wizardry—the things mm-hmm. that y'all were able to do to help yeah. them while you were there. Correct. Uh, <laughs> is there like any? Do you all keep in touch after the project is over,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or is that it? Once you once you leave mm-hmm. Thailand, or once that week is done, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We sent them an email to two, um, maybe about a week or two after we left Thailand. Mm-hmm. Just like a wrap up email in a sense, um, but we haven't really followed up much after that. Okay. So it might be wise for us to actually try to touch base with them again. I'm glad you brought that up. Maybe I'll send I'll send out a group message, <laughs> like, hey, let's send a message over to them real quick, see how they're doing. Yeah. See if they got any questions about the tool we gave them, because for all we know, they may have given up on it <laughs> went back to writing down on the paper legend. I don't know. There's no telling. We're not there. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be a good idea to follow up with them. We do that one follow up and then we haven't really done much since, but then we jump right back into school and right. finishing out the semester. Um, so so yeah, so with, with this little time down right now, it would be worth giving them a sh- quick shout out.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: uh, what were your living arrangements like while you were in mm-hmm. Thailand?
0: Oh yeah, so we stayed in uh, hotels actually. And I okay. thought I was so concerned initially, I'll be honest with you. I thought they talked about not having toilet paper. Um and I, I almost backed out when I heard about that. Uh I was like, y'all need toilet paper. Like this is just this is one thing a man needs is this toilet paper. Yeah. And um we got there and I'm panicking, sweating as we approach wherever we're staying at, whatever mm-hmm. Stone Age uh place we were going to. <laughs> And um, but we got to it, and it pulled up it was a nice hotel. Probably one of the nicest hotels in in Chiang Mai. And I was like, "Oh, this is where it's, oh, yeah, this is nice." Mm-hmm. We walked in; it was really nice. Um, and as impressed as I was with the hotel itself, it was the fact that there was toilet paper when I walked into the room. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited about. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God!" It was like God came down from the heavens and knew everything was gonna be okay. I'm like, Yo, appreciate that, adult, you know, man. <laughs> um and it was a beautiful thing uh so that i have my toilet paper but anyways mm-hmm. that those were our living arrangements we stayed in hotels um for the most part actually the entire time was always in hotels and even mm-hmm. when we went to phuket and bangkok we just booked hotels there and it's so much the hotels are so much cheaper there like a nice hotel there that would cost like a hundred bucks uh if you convert it to american dollars it's probably like could easily be like 300 here mm. um uh, so yeah, it was it was cool though. That those were our living arrangements though. Nice. I thought nice. we were gonna be in the hutch though, to be honest with you though. So
1: Really? So,
0: yeah. <laughs> where, but, uh, where did you get yeah, that idea from? It's just something I created in my own mind. It was completely <laughs> it was a self self prophesizing uh you know, I, I it was all up here, up top. Mm-hmm. I just assumed. But when they were talking about no toilet paper, they were talking about when we're out and about. You can rent into places that don't do toilet paper.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we're
0: out and about and they have these little things that's just spray water if you can imagine. and
2: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's... yes, yes. And some places even have buckets, and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I always made sure I handled my business before we left so I could avoid <laughs> use the bathroom outside right. of hotels. Right.
1: So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm deep. glad you didn't end up having to worry about that.
0: <laughs> I would have held it so hard, so <laughs> tough, like, mm, nope, holding <laughs> it. No, uh, no, nope. <laughs> that's not happening.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay.
0: Yeah, talk.
1: And, um, and you said, okay, so you said the first week was the consulting project. Second week was exploration. Mm-hmm. So what types of things did you do while you were going around exploring? Did you sure. all stay together during that time? Or did you all uh, play, go your
0: separate ways? We kind of all went our separate ways. Even okay. though a decent amount of us met up in Phuket. Um, cause everybody was kind of going to Phuket after leaving Chiang Mai. So mm-hmm. a decent amount of people we did meet up in Phuket. Um, but in general, I met up with a couple of folks that were, there was one individual, um, with me, uh, her name was Casey. She was in Thailand with me and we met up with two other individuals and that were coming from Indonesia. Um, mm-hmm. and they were, um, all of us were black. Basically it was almost like the black people in the area. Yeah. Yo, yo, we done, let's let's meet up now Let's <laughs> go travel a little bit and, um, you know, and honestly I haven't really built strong bonds with these these uh, three individuals that much. And I thought it was a good opportunity to travel abroad with some of the um, some black people that I haven't really gotten an opportunity to really connect with. Mm-hmm. Um so I thought it would be an opportunity for us to bond. Uh, so yeah, so I spent the living race with those three, but every now and then we did meet up with other MBA students from Kelly that were kind of exploring the same cities at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, we typically met them out and about um, when all of us were somewhat inebriated. <laughs> and I, oh yeah, I haven't seen you since Chiang Mai <laughs> that was two days ago <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so so like what types of things did you do did you go sightseeing were y'all mm-hmm. clubbing like what, what did y'all little, do a little
0: bit of everything we went okay. sightseeing um, so we went to go check out a couple temples that was really cool Um on mm-hmm. sleeping Buddha, which is this it's like 200, 300 foot long statue laying down it's probably creepy at night but during the day it's phenomenal Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this one place that was like a golden temple, and it was beautiful, captivating. I didn't even I didn't think it was real, but it was real. Um, and uh, that was really cool. Um, me and a friend, we actually did, we jumped on some um, scooters, right, that type of scooters. that could go solid at 78 miles per hour, so we felt like motorcycles, but they called them scooters. Mm-hmm. And so we rode some of those um, in Chiang Mai. Not the best idea, because I definitely fell. Uh, and I was so scared. I was pretty sure that was where I was gonna die. I was like, "So I die here in Thailand." I get it. Oh no! <laughs> um, but yeah, I no, fell, fell, and there was trucks and stuff all behind me. I hit. The, I threw the bike to the ground and I did a military roll off. I was impressing myself actually. Um, but I got out of there with just a couple of scars and bumps and bruises, but nothing. No, no bones breaking. Even though my toe, my toe. I feel like I'm getting off track. My toe did rub against the ground, so Ooh. it's like trying to stop, it was like ah. like a toe, it rubbed on the ground, and I was Ow. so afraid to take my shoe off, because I was convinced that my toe was just going to be dangling. And I was like, rather <laughs> rather not know, you know what I'm saying, find out later, than know right now.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's like when you stub your toe, you just don't know how bad it's really going to be. Right. Um, I, took, <laughs> I did take my foot off, my foot off, I took my shoe off, and, um, <laughs> My toe was intact. So
1: how do your tell? Yes,
0: I still had my toe. I was like, oh God, I still got it. Let's do this. You, know, you never, never know what you got till it's gone. You know what I mean? So, right. like, it was at that moment where I, you know, was, it was you know, it was got redemption. I was, I didn't have to worry about it, because mm-hmm. uh, I thought my toe was gone. I was like, wow, well, I never really appreciated my toe until now. <laughs> uh, but I still had it. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, so that's what we did, and then we obviously we did some clubbing, that was really interesting, uh, oh my god, it was really interesting, there were some odd places I don't feel comfortable, I don't want to talk tell you on here, but okay. there was some uh, interesting things that were happening there, and yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was old enough to see it. Um really? <laughs>
2: it's
0: Like there's no way I'm mature enough for this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun though. I'm mm-hmm. glad, definitely glad glad we did it. It was it was a good time. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you said uh, you said Chiang Mai was more like conservative, whereas Phuket yep. was more like more like you said like Miami. Wow. Wow. Uh, where does Bangkok fall between Ooh, Bangkok.
0: those two? It's okay. Bangkok's so big too. Um, it's got different type of vibes in different areas. Um, it's interesting. I, I would say Bangkok probably is closer to Phuket. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, I think Phuket might be a little bit more liberal, actually, to be honest with you, because I think okay. their clubs stay open to like five a.m., six a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. In Bangkok, I think everything's still closed at two a.m. But Bangkok, you could, I could compare Bangkok more to like actually a city here in America. So like, like a city like, let's say like they're New York basically. Okay. Um, their downtown is huge. If if you just got a place in the middle of the city, you might assume you might be in America actually until so you look mm-hmm. up and you realize everything's in and is not in there's no english it's all mm-hmm. uh, thai i think that's what they call their language there um so like yeah it's uh um but yeah it was all three are completely different really one's like a big metropolitan city phuket's like this miami basically if you will mm-hmm. and chiang mai is like what i don't know maybe um the big city in utah or something like that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> That's how that felt, though.
1: (laughs) All right. And did you have a preference between the three? I know you only had so much time to experience each one, but did you have a preference?
0: Um, If I had to pick one, huh? If I had to pick one, maybe honestly, probably Phuket, because as crazy as Phuket was, it was probably the most beautiful Mm -hmm. uh, one as well. I think that might be because it was next to the beach. So Mm -hmm. you had the beach, you had islands there. Um, and me still being relatively young, you know. what I mean, they you they had the party scene there. You know, when you want to do that, the food was still just as good. You kind of really felt like you were in a tropical location, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the hotels were still nice there and the resorts. Um, so, if I was to travel to Thailand again, I might want to start with uh, Phuket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that place was that place was fun to be honest. Yeah, that was probably my favorite one. Um, yeah, in general, yeah. But if you want to save a hell of money, go to Chiang Mai. That was probably the cheapest overall. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you mentioned the food. Is the food as spicy as people say it is?
0: Oh, we can get there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I was courageous enough to indulge, so I can't speak on it from experience. Okay. Um, But I definitely heard about some places that have some really spicy food. I can't speak on it intellectually because I wasn't there and I, mm-hmm. no, I can't really talk about it. I was I was very tamed when it came to my selections. Okay. Um, I didn't pick anything too wild. Uh, unfortunately, so i sort of wish I did just so I could say I did it. Um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but in general, the food there was really good, really cheap. Now you get full meals if you go to like the street food, especially. You get full meals for like you know two bucks in American dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, like nice hefty size meals. When even though they say it's a little risky do street food sometimes, um, but. You know, hey, we're, we're already out here. Let's let's go ahead and risk it all. You know what right. I mean? Roll the dice and you just wait. If you can get past 24 hours, you're like, all right, I think I'm good. I am good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> might you know? as well. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> and go back, dive back into it. Um, but yeah, the food's yeah. really good. And uh, it can get spicy. If you've been to any Thai restaurant here in America, you know, so you ask for the spiciest version of the meal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, can't, I can't even get to those. I can only imagine how bad it gets in the, the origin of it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: yeah and you mentioned um meeting up with other black M- mba students mm-hmm. like in Phuket after that first week was over with mm-hmm. um so like were you the only black person on your team when you were doing when you were consulting in Chiang mai
0: yeah fortunately well the actual okay. the actually the team leader was she was a black woman okay um so on my particular team we had two black people but out of the entire 25 students there in thailand i think maybe three of us were black i just happened to Half one of the other ones on my team.
2: Wow. Um, okay.
0: At Kelly, there's just not that many black people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably, in, in my particular class, it's Alexa. And <laughs> in my particular class, it's always listening. And in, in uh, my particular class, I think that we have like maybe 10, 11, or 12 black people, including mm-hmm. Afri- Africans, out of about 180 something. So there's wow. not that many of us that got uh, dispersed to these different countries. Um, so okay. that's why we got to. We gotta stick together.
1: Right, of course. And I'm glad y'all were able to find each other. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. was we, gonna we find each other. So, <laughs> hey, let hey, hey, Black people Unite, come on, man. We gotta get together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Straight
0: the numbers, man. Straight the numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm wondering if you felt like you stood out while you were in Thailand. Oh, Did definitely. you get any reactions to oh, you being God, a black man God, in Thailand?
0: Yes. I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. It was oh my every time we went, especially like a more touristy area. We went to the area where like I guess the government used to be at and where the king and queen used to be so that place is always packed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we went there and man I swear there'd be just like they would just walk mm-hmm. up to you and and walk up to me and they say and they pull out their camera for a selfie and I'm like oh so this is happening. Okay I get it. <laughs> and they pull it up and one time we were at the highest peak in, 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 in Thailand mm-hmm. and while we were there that's another touristy area up a mountainous area. And we were there, and this guy, older older, tired guy, walked up to me. He was like, hi, picture. I'm like, all right, man, we can do this. And so he sat next to me, took the selfie, and then he called, brought his daughter over. Daughter, hey, come here. And the daughter came and sat next to me. He took a picture of us. I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Now, man. Um, but yeah. Not was, even
1: like a hi, where you from? Not how even you a hi. You don't
0: want to know about my life. You don't want to know about my struggle. You want to know what I've been through? You know what I'm saying? He just want to the picture with a big black guy. And he might have yeah. thought I was in the NBA or something like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, they don't see black people, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. not only has he seen a black guy, but a 6'4 black guy that's moder- moderately fit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. not, not as fit down here, but I look decent up top. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, and so it's like, oh, obviously NBA players. So that, that happened on numerous occasions. I just started at a certain point just getting it. One time I was like, let me take a picture with y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was,
1: I was wondering, like, maybe it, it might have been better in, like, a place like Bangkok where it's, like, that's the biggest city, right? That's the
0: biggest city there. So yeah, like, yeah.
1: All different kinds of people. Maybe it would have mm-hmm. been a little that's, less.
0: That's true. I didn't get it. I don't think I got it once in Bangkok. Um, don't get me wrong. There's still no black people, not that many black people there. Yeah. Um, But they probably see more black people than the other two uh, cities. Mm-hmm. So people would walk by and some would look at me and whatnot, but they they, they didn't act impressed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they just look like I'm a black guy. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I wanted to ask this. You might sure. not know, but um, because you said the program that you went to uh, Thailand with is like a student, uh, I guess a student run thing. Like it's mm-hmm. very, uh, it's very much like the students who kind of put in the, what's the word? Initiative. There we oh, go. Oh, gotcha.
0: Gotcha. There Sorry. I was trying so hard to help. I couldn't think. No, it's okay. I wasn't with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help.
1: Um and and this is part of like the like the MBA program at, at your um, mm-hmm. business school. Do you know if this is like a common or a popular thing for business schools to have?
0: hmm Like um, the program that you went through? That's a good question. I did a lot of research when I was looking at different business schools and mm-hmm. I did not stumble into this type of program that often, I think, it's one of those things that are really um, uh, unique to Indiana. I'm not saying other schools don't do it. I just mm-hmm. just don't necessarily know. Just the schools that I researched, I didn't really see much about it. Now, most of the schools, if not all of them, at least at least the you know the top ones, they do study abroad. You know, and I will be yeah. doing that next year. I'll be going to South Africa next January to do mm-hmm. study abroad. Um, but not a lot of them do this whole consulting project thing. Um, okay. At least not not that I saw. Um, but you know, I don't want to obviously give it a broad you know stroke and say hey, all, none of them do it. Right. And only Kelly. I don't. There could be some other ones. I just don't know about. But I, yeah. I didn't see it through my research.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you going? You are going to South Africa next year to yeah. study. What is that program going to be about? Mm-hmm. The so yeah. Meal?
0: That's gonna be in uh, Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be at a university called uh, Wits Business School, I guess. Okay. That's the name of the school there in uh, Johannesburg, and that's gonna be strictly like a study abroad, like exchange program, basically. Okay. I'm gonna go out there, and there's gonna be I'll be just taking classes there, like I would here. Um, and so, you know, there should be other American students there, and people from Europe maybe, uh, but obviously, it'll just be based in Africa. Um, so it's going to be almost your standard um, study abroad program and that one's going to last about i think a few weeks give or takes so they're kind of cramming an entire semester into a few weeks there mm-hmm. so okay. my first seven weeks at kelly they split each semester up into two seven week sessions like almost okay. like block scheduling um and so the fact that that's going to end so quickly it's fine means my first seven weeks is going to be half of it's probably going to be spent just Try me either traveling or spending time with family or something like that. It's going to be Mm -hmm. a lot different than spending seven weeks at Kelly. So I'm kind of actually kind of happy about that, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, you get the same amount of credits in less time. I'm all for it. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm sure you're looking forward to being able to go to Johannesburg, going to a mm-hmm. new place that you haven't been to
0: been to before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I, had, I had to go to, I was kind of disappointed I didn't go to Ghana. I'm like, why am I not going to the motherland? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why am I not going to where my ancestors were? You know, I was mm-hmm. kind of disappointed in myself as a black man. I was like, you know, I'm not making this same mistake to study abroad. It <laughs> might be South Africa, which might be the most white place in Africa. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 gonna work my way up uh, eventually, you know. Right. That's uh, that's better. it's better. Uh, it's a good starting place, I guess. <laughs> it was the Sorry. only place they had in Africa, unfortunately.
1: Okay, so so that's why you chose the program. You were looking for something in Africa, and I really so... wanted
0: to. Yeah, I really wanted to get a study abroad when it app When I found out that was an option, um, I okay. put it at the top of my list. And uh, if I didn't get that, I think my second option was uh, like a uh, UK, I believe. Um, okay. So you put like a top five list and fortunately I got my first option. Nice. So, okay. So yeah, going to the motherland.
1: Yeah. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to it. Man. Maybe we can do this again next year when I'm done with that.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, uh, eventually you can work your way up. Sorry to sell that. Yeah. Work my way up. up to Ghana, where else, wherever else you want to go. Yep, yeah,
0: Get to the darker skin folks. You know what I'm saying? Ones that look more like me. You know? Like, oh, oh man. You look like you look like Charlie down the street right now. I'm in Africa. What's up with this? <laughs> You, you look like Veronica, you know? I
1: just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Mm. So that's that's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. That's really exciting. I'm glad you're getting to have all these experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, you know, being in grad school and learning all these fascinating things that you're learning. And, yeah, it's
0: been cool.
1: Yeah. Do you have um, any, like, major takeaways from your time in mm-hmm. Thailand? Like, um, in terms of traveling Or studying abroad I guess either Mm -hmm. Uh, any major takeaways you'd like to share with anyone who's interested
0: for sure for sure um even if it's not you know uh, school related academic related um, Mm -hmm. I think it's hugely uh, beneficial for anybody to kind of travel abroad to anywhere it doesn't have to be Thailand obviously anywhere in Asia Europe Africa South America. I mean, I think we can get so caught up in our, our box here in America mm-hmm. um, that we forget that there's so many different ways of living, so many different cultures out there, um, you know, different religions out there, um, music and whatnot. Like, it's it's insane how vast and how diverse this world actually is when it just comes to human beings. Yeah. And um, and I think especially even if it's like from a business perspective, um, it's becoming more and more global, right? You know, you, I'm sure you've heard the term globalization. Like, mm-hmm. it's the world's becoming more and more connected, um, for the good and for the bad sometimes, depending on how you look at it. Um, uh, so I think kind of doing those international, those abroad experiences and going out and just kind of understanding how different um, people can be, it's just gonna open up um, open up the world of your mind, in a sense. Mm-hmm. When you come back to America, I feel like you can come back to America with more open mind, come back to America, because you think about, it, you gotta go out there, you have to be open-minded to be able to connect with them. Um, and it's weird because you're going to find out how different they are, but also how similar they are at the same time. I guarantee you, when they stub their toe, they're going to be in the same amount of pain as me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, hey, what's up, Ty? man? I stubbed my toe the other day, too. You know what I'm saying? You feel the same pain as me, don't you? Right? But then he going to speak in Thailand. Then he going to speak in Thailand. Like, mm, that's the difference right there. I don't know what you're saying. But we both have the same pain, the same pain. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I don't know if you saw the movie, uh, what's it called? The interview. And. Um, oh, no, but
1: I heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. When he came out to the play, he was like, we, are, we all have different faces, but inside, we are same, same. Different, <laughs> but still same. And so, like, I mean, as childish as that line was, I think it still mm-hmm. says a lot in how different we are, but how also similar we are. And mm-hmm. I think we can get that appreciation, not only can it help you build relationships with people that are so much different than you, but also build relationships with people that are just like you. And, okay. you know, you look at another Black person, you realize, oh, there's differences that exist amongst us as well. Yeah. You know, um, I, th- I think it really helps you be a little bit more human in a sense. Yeah, for sure.
1: No, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, is there anything from your time in Thailand that you would like to do differently when you go to South Africa?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I feel like I really didn't try to build a relationship with anybody that was actually Thai out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would fair that it would be impossible, and so like, I think that that's what I put in my mind. I was convinced that it's not possible to build a relationship with them, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really try. And there's, there's no telling what could have happened. You know, I wonder what happens if our best friend, if we decide not to try to have a conversation with whoever our best friend is right now. You know, what I mean, imagine if you never approached that person, we wouldn't be you wouldn't be close, and your life would be potentially different. So when I when I go to Africa, hopefully I can um, try to create some more, um, some better, uh, build a relationship with some people and actually have a conversation. And hopefully when I come back here to abroad, have their number and text them and see how life's going. Um, I, yeah. I didn't do that when I was in Thailand and I kind of regret it. In a sense. Okay.
1: No, I think it's really worthwhile that you uh, want to try and um, get to know more local people mm-hmm. this next time around.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Do you have any tips, like financial-wise? I don't know Mm -hmm. how went with your program, like if you had any scholarships or anything to help uh, fund your Mm -hmm. participation in the consultancy project. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you have any tips for funding programs like that, or just like first traveling internationally in general? Financial tips.
0: Um. Well, fortunately, at, at Kelly, they increase your loan amount to however much you need to be able to fund it. So, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, obviously, they're not giving you the money, it's a loan you pay back over time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So they kind of make it easy to like not have any excuses to not do it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess if you're doing things outside of the education environment, um, that's just one of the things you got to plan for. Like it's one of the things you got to save up for and budget for depending on where you're going um, really kind of come kind of up with a budget. How much you are really going to need? Like what's the, usually traveling is the most expensive portion of it. It can yeah. range from anywhere from, I don't know if you get lucky seven, $800 to as much as sometimes $2,000 depending on where you're going and what mm-hmm. time you book it. So definitely book in advance for sure. I could have saved probably $300 if I booked a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so if, I'm, if there's any suggestion I can give, definitely book in advance. Um, your hotels, your living experiences, all that book, all that in advance. That's probably gonna cost anywhere from a thousand to, you know, two thousand, fifteen hundred. That's gonna be the bulk of your cost, more than likely. Um, mm-hmm. just living arrangements and travel, and then after that, you can set aside, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on where you're going. You could probably get by with five hundred in Thailand, but you might not be able to get by with that in Seoul, South Korea, or Tokyo, Japan, or mm-hmm. or UK. You know, so you gotta put all that in consideration and come up with a budget, save it up, and. And just do it you know what i mean i think yeah. sometimes we just hesitate on pulling the trigger half the time and um i think that's what stops us from experiencing it but i know i know sometimes I when i was in charlotte and going out each week and you add up all the money that i spent going out it's, it probably you know, over the course of a few months or a year i probably spent the same amount i could have saved up and went on a trip <laughs> you know so i mean if you if you think you don't know, got it think about everything that you're buying that you don't need and, and maybe put that in a jar like i'm not going to get this Starbucks coffee I'm gonna put this in a jar. You know what I mean? And <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not gonna to go to McDonald's. I'm gonna put this in the jar, you know, and I'm not gonna go out every Friday and Saturday. I'm gonna go out every other week and that Friday and Saturday, I'm gonna put that in the jar. Yeah. And now let's 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 go to I don't know, let's go to Peru, let's go to Brazil, let's get these experiences that you can't say you can't buy, you can obviously buy them, but you will um, yeah. they're priceless.
1: Right. So yeah. Yeah, finding that balance between enjoying yourself and then setting yeah. aside for like future things that you can do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I realized I forgot to ask. I know that you're sure. grown, obviously. Uh, you're on your own, you're in grad school. But did you um get any like reactions from your family and friends about you going to Thailand? Like how did they feel mm-hmm. about that?
0: Oh no, they were they were all for it. Um and whatnot not going to Thailand. Um, you know, you know, my mom, she's she lets me pretty much she she supports whatever decision I make if mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't sound like a dumb idea um <laughs> uh, my mom's very supportive of me taking risks um which I've always appreciated in her i mean she was scared when i switched my major from journalism to engineering mm-hmm. um but she she was like go for it you know I, you know i am saying she has faith in me she was um, she was even scared about me leaving my engineering job, which paid well to to going to school and being a broke college student again. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> but go ahead, you know what I'm saying? I do your thing, baby. Yeah. Uh, that's what she would tell me. Um, so if she after those two things, me going to Thailand is 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 like a shrugged, shoulder shrug for her at this point. Um so yeah, they're very supportive of it um, and excited for me to do it. So that's good. So, yeah. That's yeah. good. It's good I had uh, that.
1: Yeah. And is there, um, you've got, you've been to Thailand, you mentioned mm-hmm. being obviously being to Canada, being the, to the Dominican Republic before. Sure. Um, is there anywhere else besides South Africa, obviously mm-hmm. on your list that you'd like to go? Oh,
0: definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, Brazil, definitely. I want to go to Brazil. I want to go to, um, uh, Tokyo, Japan. That's the big one I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, China. I haven't really picked a city there. It could be anywhere from like um, Shanghai to uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, anyways, China. Uh, in Europe, I really want to go to uh, Italy, France, Spain. I'm saying I'm not saying all is gonna happen in a year, obviously, It's hopefully, mm-hmm. happen over the next fifteen, some odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Ireland. Oddly enough, okay. I, I met somebody that was from Ireland and. In Charlotte, and he couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. I'm gonna go there someday. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so like, that's that's big. I heard it's really beautiful there, actually. And then mm-hmm. in, in, in Africa, obviously, I want to go like Nigeria, Ghana. Um, uh, mm-hmm. My ex is actually from Sierra Leone, so mm-hmm. maybe i uh, a little scared to go there though. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe someday I'll work up the courage to check out a place like that that's not yeah. as easy to go to. Right. Um, Egypt, obviously. So, so there's just a few, there's a few out there that I've, I've kind of had on my bucket list, and it's kind of been growing over time. Um, nothing yeah. falls off; only stuff gets added. Right,
1: right. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying I'm gonna knock them all out, but I, I try to knock out at least at least half if I can. I don't know.
1: We'll yeah, I think it's good yeah. to have that in your mind, you know. And you're already getting started going to Thailand and going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool that you kind of are, have started with Thailand because. People I've talked to have talked about wanting to go to Thailand for like mm-hmm. vacation or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't. It's like 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 you have all those places on your list. Thailand is on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. But you've kind of already started with that. And so yeah. now you can like go on to other <laughs> yeah, you
0: places. i <laughs> out knock that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should do it though. It's it's a, it's a fun place to go to.
1: Yeah. And I hope yeah. you're able to get to as many as um as many of those other places. Yeah, possible. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll make
0: sure, make sure I'll take pictures. And you used <laughs> to definitely, you know, so not, if you haven't already, I highly recommend you checking out yourself, too. It's it's yeah. definitely a good experience. And you won't you won't regret it. You and, and your listeners, you gotta definitely give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely love to go someday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You, you got any, anything on your bucket list, place you want to go to?
1: Me? Uh, bucket list. Uh, Australia,
0: Australia. No, My okay. mom, I. Cool.
1: After I studied abroad, I was like, "Ma, you have to get your passport so you can actually go to all these places." Exactly. Right?
2: Yes, yeah, that's kind and of the so, start.
1: And so I finally got her to get her passport. We haven't gone anywhere yet, and she mm-hmm. was saying. For some reason, Australia is a place that she'd really like to go. So I'd got love it. to go got to Australia it. with my mom. Sure. Um, just, like, you know, have a mother-daughter trip and also have yep. her finally use her passport, you know? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Come on. You got two years left, man. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So, um...
0: A lot of crazy animals out there, so just be careful.
1: Oh yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard a lot about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. Snakes, kangaroos kicking people, like yo, man, I got kicked by a kangaroo the other day, man. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: no, that's that's what's up, though. We'll go, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, that's that's really the first place. I'd be open to anywhere, really. That's the first place that comes to mind. I, I also haven't been to the Motherland yet, so that would be gotcha. nice. Sure. But yeah, I'm kind of open to anywhere, honestly. Yeah. As long as I can get to uh, to Australia with my mom, everything else that. is just fair game. Yeah, everything
0: else is icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get that. I get that. That's
1: awesome. Yeah um so uh yeah this, this has been really great getting to talk to you about your uh, experiences and talking about what you did in um thailand because i was mm-hmm. really curious about what it was that you were doing there sure. um so i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me mm-hmm. is there anything else that you want to share that i didn't manage to ask you about or
0: oh man high not high really high mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day i guess if there was anything i would just kind of leave um, you and your listeners with it's just um, You know, just know that you got you got one life to live, and it's yeah. like, you know, just take risks. Don't be afraid. And um, it's kind of one of those things, like when we, that, that fear inside of us is more like it's all sort of an illusion. And honestly, I forgot who said it, somebody from India, some wise person or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, was talking about how fear is, um, there's no difference between being crazy and having fear because crazy people, they see things that don't exist, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and fear is the exact same thing. It's a manifestation of something that has not even came to be yet. We just right. created this fear in our mind. It's like when you do it, you realize it's not nearly as scary and actually somewhat liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, so go out there, take risks, calculate risks. It doesn't mean do anything stupid or dumb, but mm-hmm. take risks and, 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 and stretch yourself and get, get outside your comfort zone. That's nice. what I would, guess what I would leave you with. Okay.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. And mm-hmm. uh, last but not least, is there anywhere online where people can reach you or keep up with you if you'd like them to do so?
0: Uh, sure, I mean, anybody can add me on Facebook if they want, um, Ralph Polk. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Instagram, it's, uh, what is it, I always forget it. I think it's Prodigy P, uh, P-R-O-D-I-G-Y-P. Um, okay. I think it's the same thing on Snapchat. Um, so yeah, yeah, they can add me if they want to, and I'd be more than happy to connect and whatnot so yeah
1: okay nice all right well thank you and thank you um i wish you all the best for your upcoming next year Mm -hmm. uh your final year of grad uh business school (laughs) going to south africa and all that and you're basically just like free for the summer
0: uh for the next two weeks i am then i'll be going to minneapolis to start oh that's right internship yeah. at 3M. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, good luck with that as well. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate exciting. that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate the conversation. It was, it was it was nice. I enjoyed it.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. It's been my yeah. pleasure. Um, so I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Sure. Um, and I'll be sure to keep in touch since this won't be out for a couple of months. Um, awesome. No problem. But uh, but yeah, this has been great. I really enjoyed this. I hope you had a good time as well. Yeah,
0: I did. Thank you so much. You, you okay. enjoy your day as well.
1: All right. Thank you, Ralph. Talk yep. to you later. Anytime. Yep. See you. All right, y'all, there it is. Thanks to Ralph for being such a wonderful guest, and I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So, for the next episode, in two weeks, the guest is going to be someone else that I know from college. Uh, But this person was actually in the same scholarship program that I was in. And he decided to use his scholarship to... Go to Japan and South Korea. You will get to hear all about what, why, and when in two weeks. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time. It's the honey